I'm Dr. Fred Silva of Arcana Laboratories, coming to you from Little Rock, Arkansas, with another installment of Throwback Thursday. What's in a name? Eponyms and other stories. Quote, if you do not know the names of things, the knowledge of them is lost too. Corelli von Linne, Linnaeus, the father of binomial names for the naming of plants and animals. By the way, he goes by several names. Stigler's law suggests that a disease or process is never named after the first person that discovered or described the entity. Stigler also suggests that he wasn't the first to come up with this idea either. It has been said that if the disease process in medicine is not well understood, then a person's name is attached to it. There is a recent move to rename better identified diseases with a more scientific sounding name than after a physician that described it, such as Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, etc., or the initials of the patient, for example, JC virus. Some of these renamings are related to the idea of making the medical phenomena less personal, and others because of a, well, sordid past history, such as a member of the Nazi party. Many campuses are removing the names of individuals from buildings and statues that represented individuals that many believe should no longer be honored. I was told that the greatest number of physicians whose names were applied to diseases as eponyms in the USA, and maybe the world, were from Mount Sinai in New York City. For example, Churgan Strauss, Crohn's disease, etc. By the way, it is also said that some of the cases of what was actually initially termed Crohn's disease was really tuberculosis. Even some Greek letters have been used in medicine and indirectly named after investigators. Dr. David Bourne has called to my attention the derivation of the terms kappa and lambda light chains, part of the immunoglobulins. It was Dr. Leonard Korngold and his superb technician, Rose Lapari, working at Memorial Hospital, later named the Sloan Kettering Memorial Hospital in New York, that studied myeloma proteins, both from the blood and the urine, Ben Jones proteins, using Octorlone's agar diffusion techniques. They showed that anisera to the Ben Jones, no hyphen by the way, proteins also reacted against myeloma proteins. In tribute to their discovery, the two types of Ben Jones proteins were designated using the first letters of the surnames Corngold, Kappa, and Lapari, Lambda. Their works were published in 1956 in the journal Cancer. Dr. Corngold, born in 1921 in the former Czechoslovakia, emigrated to the U.S. during his teenage years, enlisted in the U.S. Army, and received the Bronze Star for his military service in World War II and received his Ph.D. in bacteriology. Of interest is that there are a number of diseases, mostly renal, that depend on immunofluorescent studies utilizing kappa and lambda light chains and restriction of one of the light chains thereof. 
It is sometimes said that the term antigen comes from a combination of the words antibody and generating, hence the term antigen. Gamma globulin, the name utilized by Dr. Cabot at Columbia, was initially used for all of the antibodies, a powerful name. Medicine is not the only discipline interested in names. It was the world-class physicist, writer, and humorist Dr. George Gamow, or Gamov, an Ukrainian-Russian, that came to the U.S. and published a seminal paper on how the stars, the sun, generate energy, heat, and other materials. The first author's last name was Alpha, but Dr. Gamow wanted somebody with the second letter of the Greek alphabet, so he convinced Dr. Bethe, a world-class Nobel laureate, to apply his name to the paper now known as the Alpha, Beta, Gamma paper. There can be some confusion even using the same surname. For example, Goodpasture's syndrome or disease. Does that refer to just the combination of renal, usually crescentic, GN, and pulmonary hemorrhage, or does it refer to renal crescentic GN pulmonary hemorrhage and the additional finding of an anti-GBM antibodies? Different people define it in different ways. And finally, how about the names of diseases? After my discussion of this topic with my colleagues, Dr. Randy Henniger and Stephen Bonsip, they brought up the fact, for example, are the Howell Jolie bodies in hematology named after one person or two persons? What about the ask upmark lesion in the kidney? Is this one person or two? And what about nil disease, as I've heard medical students call this kidney condition? As far as I know, there was no Dr. Nil, or he wasn't something to name after. The order of naming can also be interesting, such as what we call HSP, Hennig-Schönlein purpura in the U.S., is called SHP in Europe, by some in Johns Hopkins, Heptenstahl, and by older individuals because Schönlein was the mentor to Hennig. And really, finally now, how about that new organ written up in the New York Times recently, the interstitium? I thought it was a term used for a hundred years or more. Names come and go, but as I say, the diseases stay the same. Well, anyway, the name's the thing. By the way, if you wish to see the rules by which things are named, go to the ICD-10 website or the specific International Society website for that science, such as the International Astronomical Union. Thank you for listening. This podcast and more can be found in the iTunes and Google Play stores. For more information and educational programming like this, follow us on Facebook and Twitter or visit us on the web at arcanalabs.com.